It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So I guess, well, here, let me hit the sound effect, Lofa. Uh, look alive. We've got a broadcasting legend here in the, in the Zoom with us. Um, Neil, this, so Neil, this is the cold open, we call it. So this is not actually the episode yet, even though it is sort of the episode. This is whatever we want to talk about before the theme song happens. Okay. Okay. What do we want to talk about? Um, well, mostly one of our sponsors, Heritage Distilling, because they sponsor the cold open. Get it? Anything that's got distilling in it, I'm in it. Nice. Lofa, you got any heritage laying around this morning, or did you finish no, that advent I, calendar? <laughs> yeah, that, that thing was long gone before the 12 days of Christmas. I, they got an advent like, calendar. <laughs> that looks like an old, uh, is that a, an old Sonics cap? It is. That is it. That that way to represent save Hell our yeah. Sonics. That's yeah. coming back. Yeah. Well, they should have never left. They should. They, yeah. they should have never been stolen to begin with. Very true. That's yeah. right. That's right. We second, third, fourth that emotion around yeah. here. Lofa's always wearing Sonic stuff, which we yeah. usually do cover in the cold open. Excellent, excellent. I grew up in Spokane, so the Sonics were my first team, and the and I'm working for the Trailblazers now, and so that they they killed what a great rivalry that was. So uh, ho- hopefully, it'll make its way back eventually. It'll be back. I I just uh, the, yesterday, so we're here to talk about the Hawks, of course. And yesterday, I took my son to his first ever Seahawks game in Seattle, and as we're walking towards the stadium, there's like a beautiful mural on one of the buildings of Jack Sigma. With yep. it, like oh. he just he's close up in the foreground, then there's a bunch of fades in the background of his playing days and everything. And my boy goes, Sonics, because he read the front of the jersey, you know, in the painting. He goes, Sonics, what's that? And I just thought, oh no, we gotta we gotta start the education here because they're coming back. <laughs> yeah. You know. Now, now, now is it Jack Sigma straight hair or Jack Sigma with the perm? Once oh, he, got he had perm. the curly golden locks. Now yeah, that, that was not a good look for Jack Sigma. He should have never. <laughs> Yeah, that, those, those, that, that Shirley Temple hairdo did not cut it. You didn't pull it off? No, I don't think so. You know, with a, with enough ready-to-drink cocktails from Heritage Distilling, anything looks good. See how, I, go. see how I brought it back there, Lofa? There you go. Yeah? There you go. Uh, you nice. guys can get the ready-to-drink cocktails uh, from Heritage Distilling at any grocery store in the PNW or fine liquor stores. You just crack them open, pour it over ice. You got the peachy bourbon, the easy-peasy easy lemon squeezy, one of Lofa's favorites, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the blood orange. Blood orange vodka. Ooh, the blood orange is nice. Or, of course, you can just crack open a bottle of the Cocoa Bomb Whiskey, which is their chocolate-flavored whiskey, and and just start the new year off, uh, you know, in, in, in real style. You guys got my mailing address, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. You guys can check out heritagedistilling.com or, like I said, pick them up in person at any store, and we do appreciate them for their sponsorship. Uh, Lofa and Neil, if there's if there's not anything else in the cold open, we could hit the theme song and officially start this thing. Hit it. Yeah, hit it.
make you want to run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the jump. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Every episode, 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. It is the Take 12 Podcast on the Believe Sports Network. I'm Brett, he's Lofa, and on this episode we are joined by a very special guest, local local guy, broadcasting legend. It's Neil Everett on the show, everybody. Welcome, Neil. Yeah. Yeah. We, we weren't recording. When Neil came onto the Zoom, he just started off right away with the How's It? And that's been yeah. in my, my mind all morning, Lofa. Yeah. <laughs> Legend, how you doing, brother? Wow, I'm great, man. So that's, cool. That's a, that's a liberal worse, worse, uh, use of the word legend, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I lived in Hawaii 15 years. Uh, in fact, well, if I remember meeting your dad a long time ago, and um, when I left to go to ESPN, uh, one of the local writers said, "What do you What are you going to take from Hawaii to ESPN?" And I thought, well, uh, you know, you, you, there's a there's a certain attitude. But then verbally, I'm taking How's It? And so that's when I started opening up every show with How's It? And then I remember one time, and this is one of you know, my first few years there, I got a call and it was from the producer of what was then the Tony Kornheiser show. He had a, he had a radio show. This was before the, the PTI thing he does with Michael Wilbon. And, and Tony was, was notorious for kind of picking on anchors, you know, calling us, you know, you know, just robots or what well, I can't even remember, but you know, uh, you know, listen, he's a, he's a serious journalist and a writer and all that. And so, you know, he kind of looked down upon us. So I get this call and it's like Tony Kornheiser's producer. I'm like, Oh God, Tony Kornheiser is going to kill me over something. And all it was, was the guy, the guy wanted to know, Hey, what's that you're saying at the beginning of sports center? And I said, Oh, it's how's it. It's from Hawaii. And uh, it's what I brought with me. And then I got a, a message from uh, Ernie Else, the golfer. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he wanted to know he he wanted to know if I was from South Africa, because in South Africa, I guess they say how's it? Huh. Really? Which I didn't know. Yeah. So there you uh, go. Me neither. We we learned something new today too. There we go. First minute in, we've learned something. Look at that. Shout out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of learning some things, how about I educate you fellas on Wiener Schnitzel, another one of our fine, fine sponsors. There's two locations in Western Washington. One of them is in Everett, appropriately nice. enough. And the other one is down there in Fife. You guys go in, mention the Take 12 podcast. You get a free small soda with any other purchase at either Wiener Schnitzel location. Lofa, Neil, let's jump in on some Seahawks talk, and then I got plenty of questions for Neil about himself. The Seahawks, uh, they they destroyed the J-E-T-S uh, yesterday. I was in the building with my son and my brother, and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. I mean, from the first play from scrimmage, the Seahawks dominate. Uh, dominated, and the defense had a great performance. Lofa, I'm sure you want to start with the defense. I mean... Oh, you start with, you know, walk dog, man. I mean, bust out that 60 yard run to start the game. Yeah, he did. It's just, you know, we've always been talking about and Pete's been talking about trying to start fast because it seems like that's what's been holding this team back all year is they're always, you know, within a score at the end of the game. But if you don't start fast and give yourself an opportunity, um, you know, you, you, you don't come away with the win. And I think it was just 
total domination in all facets of the of the game. And I was really impressed with, with, with what they did yesterday. Yeah, it was nice to finally have sort of a relaxing Sunday watching the Seahawks. They played hard out there, man. It was a great game. Neil, are, are you allowed to root? I mean, are you a Seahawks fan? You're born and raised up here. We know you say you're rooting for the Sonics, but are you watching the Hawks? And, and how do you how, what do you think? I grew up in the other Washington, Spokane. So, you know, I, I remember when the when the when the Seahawks came to be, I remember uh oh the head coach, I can't think it was the Jack something, uh was the first head coach, Jim Patera. Zorn. Jack Patera, Jack, yeah. Patera. Jack Patera, yep. yeah. And then Knox after that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Jim Zorn, Steve Largent, mm-hmm. uh, those fellas. I don't uh, you know, my days off are Sunday, Monday. So because I want to stay married, I don't spend Spend a lot of time in front of the television watching NFL on Sundays and Mondays. Now, I root for the Seahawks. Uh, I keep up to date on them. I don't lose sleep if they lose. Gotcha. I do know they've lost three in a row. I knew they needed a win, and I think we also need we need to win next, our next game, and we need Green Bay. To, we need Detroit to beat Green Bay, I think. And then, yeah. and, then and then the Seahawks are in the playoffs. I, I root for Seattle. I root, I'm, I'm at, I'm at the age where I root for individuals. So if I mm. know, so I root, I root for the chargers because of Justin Herbert. Sure. He got traded to the Vikings. I'd root for the Vikings. Gotcha. So I, I root for Hawaii guys and I root for Oregon guys uh, and kind of where they're at. But I, listen, I, I met Pete Carroll when he was down here. He's a cool dude. So I kind of always root for him. And yeah. I, you know, listen, the Seahawks, I was happy as heck when they, I would, the only super, I've only been to two Super Bowls. One was when they played, uh, Seattle played um, in Detroit against the Steelers and got absolutely screwed by the officiator in that game. Uh, And then we won the one and then we won the one Super Bowl. And then we, you know, then obviously we we won the second one minus the the, just that. that Oh, man, right there. In the Baltimore shot lick. We agree with that. We certainly agree with that, right, Lova? I mean, well, back to the game yesterday, running the ball and running often, which is finally, I mean, something we needed to do and we did well. And our run defense, a little suspect at first, but held it together enough to only let them have six points. Where are you going with that one? Was that I don't know. I was just bringing it back to the game, trying to do my You're job. You're the guy who plays defense. Look, I think that's for you yeah. all the way. Um, if, if, no. I, if I go with where Neil went, Lofa, you and I will be complaining about your Super Bowl and complaining about the Pats Super Bowl for, <laughs> for the next hour. So <laughs> I'm, right, trying, to, I'm trying to steer the ship around here. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know that we necessarily stopped the run. That is where I am a little concerned. That They just didn't keep running the ball. Yeah. I think they averaged five and a half with uh, Ty Johnson, and then they just stopped giving it after eight carries. So it's kind of like, thank you for that, uh, Jets, because the game wasn't out of hand. I didn't think they had to drop back and throw it 46 times with Mike White, which they did, mm-hmm. um, especially when he's got bad ribs. But, yeah, there was a couple right away. They creased us, and it's just gap integrity, man, people not you know owning their gap. And so um, – I don't know. I know that Cam Akers is going to be loading up for next week when uh, when they come to town. So, but then opportunistic. I said we got to make plays. You mm-hmm. know, turnovers mm-hmm. have been the biggest problem for the Hawks this whole year, losing that battle. And you see the the, the difference in the game. We get two or three, right? Um, and it's not even a close game. Yeah, like we were in control the entire time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Um, you 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 stopped talking before I was ready with my next thought. So now I'm I'm a little lost. <laughs> Lofa, what what Lofa, what team did, what NFL team did you grow up rooting for? Were you just following whatever team your old man was playing for? 
No. So my favorite, there's a, there's a story to this a backstory, but I, I was a diehard Buffalo bills fan. And so my dad played for the Patriots. Right. And every year I got to go to one game. And as soon as Thurman Thomas got drafted, because he was my favorite player of all time, Oklahoma state, just an absolute beast. He got drafted the bills. I'm like, I'm going to the bills game every year, you know? And so I always got to, and he would just go off for insane yardage and touchdowns. And then, um, but yeah, so that's why I, I love the Buffalo bills. And then of course I love the Patriots and then, um, you know, San Diego cause of junior sale. Now, when you're going to the, when you're going to the Patriots bills game as your dad's guest, obviously, are you dressed up in I'm, bills gear rooting for Buffalo in the I, middle of all the Patriot rooting section? You're damn right. I was, I had, I, I had a Thurman Thomas Jersey. I had, you know, and I, I can only imagine how horrified my dad was, but I mean, it's my favorite player of all, all time, man. That's back oh. when I thought, I thought I was a running back, you know, and you know, it uh, turns out I was a linebacker. <laughs> hey, you know what? Speaking of seeing different jerseys in different places, yesterday I saw a lot of Jets Geno Smith jerseys in the house with the, with Geno playing as the team that drafted him. Neil, I mean, this Geno Smith story this year in the world of journalism, sports journalism, from your perspective, I mean, he's he's the comeback player of the year in our minds, but maybe like the comeback story of the year in the NFL, isn't he? Well, I hope he, you know, I hope he gets it. If Seattle makes the playoffs, I think he's got to be the comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. And it, again, I don't know who, who else would be in the mix because I don't, I don't swim in that deep end of it. Uh, but uh, I, I thought he showed a lot of class yesterday because I read a comment that he made. I think it was after the game, might have been before, talking about his time with the Jets. And he said, hey, I, he had a lot of good memories. Uh, he learned a lot. He didn't, he didn't diss the Jets the way he could. And, and instead, he went out and did the ultimate payback. Is he sent him? He sent him out to the golf course. So yeah, the Geno <laughs> Smith, the Geno Smith story is a, a, really, really a solid story. And you wonder how I, I think it was, it was one of the quarterbacks uh, who does the analysts, and I can't, I it might have been Phil Sims. Listen to him on the radio talking about, hey, he always thought Geno that the Geno Smith we're seeing in Seattle. He always thought that was the Geno Smith who who would finally show himself in the NFL. But he said, hey, listen, New York is such a different animal, and you step on the wrong side of the track for five seconds. Yeah. That's all they remember is you on that side, and, and then they're really giving it to you. And not everybody, especially at a younger age, Geno Smith's probably 30 now, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And you know, but when you're when you're 23 and you got, you know, the New York Post has got a headline that's making fun of you. You know, that, that's yeah. tough, man. Your brain's not even fully developed until you're 25, they say. For some of us, it's taken longer. But uh, <laughs> but so I think I think it's just the natural maturation process for Geno Smith. It's not like guys forget how to play quarterback. I think what happens in Lofa could speak to this much better than I could. It, confidence is such a huge thing. You lose your confidence, whether you're playing wherever you're playing on the side of the football, but especially at quarterback, they're going to eat you up. Well, and I don't know, Lofa, did you see, and Neil, maybe I don't know if you saw either, but there's a nice video of Gino embracing Zach Wilson after the game and having a real nice moment with him kind of in his ear. You can't really hear what they're saying or anything, but from one guy who played uh, quarterback for the Jets to the other, it seems like he's he's giving them some some vet sort of advice. What do you think he's saying there, Lofa? Or, you I know. Mean, 
this is, you know, it's a, t- a time to learn, yeah. right? You know, you, you just sit back and um, anything that you can work on, you know, because you know he can make the throws and do all the things. And why why is he not doing it? Because of confidence. It's mm. just a, just just like Neil said, and uh, confidence is everything in life, not just football and sports. Um, being you know being sure of what you're doing and uh, confident in doing it is is it just the biggest difference in what we're seeing from Gino, and so him probably just telling him, hey. You know, trust the process, kid. You're going through it for a reason. Just you come out on the other side as long as you, you know, continue to work for it. And so um, I didn't see the moment, but that that that's that's who Gino is, man. That's really why it's such a great story because, you know, beyond, you know, an amazing competitor. But, he, you know, he's got heart that all the guys have been, you know, clinging to in terms of they, they're following him since day one as a leader when when he jumped in uh, to that starting role. Yeah, totally. Uh, last kind of thought from the game I, yeah, here. I, real quick. Yeah, I go think ahead, Neil. What he was saying. I, I think what he was saying to him was, have your agent get him the hell out of New York. You'll be much, you'll be much better for your next stop. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is some exclusive uh, access from Neil Everett there. Yeah. Uh, you're listening in on the mic. Sure. Um, <laughs> probably. Uh, the last kind of thing from the Seahawks game though that I have, and then I, I got some stuff for Neil here, is um, uh, the injury to Jordan Brooks. Uh, quote from Pete Carroll is that it's a legit knee injury or a legit ACL injury. So he's, they're not calling it torn, but it seems like he's he's pretty injured, and I don't know if he'll be ready to go for the Rams game. And if he's not, what does that mean for the defense, Lofa? Um, no, yeah. I As soon as I saw him clutch, that's kind of like the classic when you grab the front where, like, that mm-hmm. patella tendon is. It's, it's either that or the ACL. And it's natural instinct to just bend it and then hold on to it. And i um, seen it too many times to, to know that it was not a good sign when we saw it. Um, yeah, it hurts, man. It's our signal caller. And uh, what it means going forward is – well, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing KJ Wright come back for one last showdown versus uh, Bobby and the Rams. <laughs> you know, the whole the whole gang together would be pretty cool. Wow. But um, but if they're not going to do that, then I think you know Muse is going to step in. They're going to move Barton over the middle, just like we ended the game, and um, they looked okay, looked looked solid, but it was only you know a, a half worth of work that we saw. So, uh, but I'm holding out. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. For KJ mm-hmm. and that guy and like these guys said at the beginning, you guys, you know, the Seahawks still have a chance to make it into the playoffs. It's it got even better with the win. We got some help from some other teams, and so the, of course, this one coming up on Sunday is a big one, a big one, right, Lofa? Oh my God! It's, I mean, we we have to do our the part biggest. because there would yeah. be nothing worse than you know Detroit pulling off the upset, and then we're like, oh, but we lost to the Rams. So, I mean, yeah, it is the biggest game, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to go. And for those of you checking, Broncos lost again also. Uh, another another one of our sponsors is EpicSeats.com. Uh, they got all your seats for anything uh, that you want to go see. Kraken games, Seahawks games, Mariners games, concerts, uh, even other sporting events that are uh, taking place in other cities. It's EpicSeats.com. These guys went to the UW. They're local. It's a local company. EpicSeats.com. Use our promo code TAKE12. They'll give you an extra $12 per ticket when you're selling and you mention us at epicseats.com or they give you 12% off when you spend 100 bucks if you're buying seats at epicseats.com. Check them out, everybody. And producer Katie, we have uh, tickets for the Rams game coming up, right, that we need to be giving away? 
Hell yeah, we do. All right. So if you guys want those, uh, send us an email. It's seahawkspod at gmail.com. Let us know that you want to go to the game, and we will throw everyone's names into a big bowl, and producer Katie will pull those out later in the week, and you'll be going to the matchup with the Rams this weekend. Um, Neil, I mean... Hey, I, let me tell this, me yeah, tell this go ahead. story. I've been, to one Ram, I've been to one Seahawk game, okay? It was when they played in the Kingdom. Ooh. Oh. Okay, and uh, Bo Jackson was, uh, so it had to be, was Bo played for the Raiders. That's the only team he played for, the Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it had to be the Raiders-Seahawks. It was a preseason game. I think the final score is like 55 to 51 or something. You know, I was, you know, I was still, you know, you know, in, you know, pants, you know, had the elastic waistband (laughs) on. Uh, And I went, uh, my stepdad took me, and uh, we came over from Spokane, drove over, and so they, they, somebody decides to do the wave. So here I am, and I go all wave out, and I hit the old man right, a, a damn near busted his nose. I mean, blood just came flying oh. out of his nose. I knocked him so hard in the face. He never took. That's why it's the only game I. That's the only game he ever took me to. He's well, Neil, game. if you want to go to another game, you can email seahawkspot at gmail.com yeah. and we'll put your name into the hat. I can win tickets. Okay, <laughs> yeah. hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, well, we can start the wave. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. a little less violent. Oh my god! Also, I mean, I'm telling. I always tell everybody the wave was invented in Seattle. There, I, that was probably the first yeah. ever wave, Neil. It was. It was. Of course, it was invented by a U Dub guy. Because who else would? <laughs> Who else would invent the wave but somebody from you, Dub? Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of what I wanted to get into here, Neil. It's a little bit of your story because being a guy who's a lifelong sports fan, a Northwest sports fan, and and turning on Sports Center and seeing you there and knowing that you are a Northwest guy and that you were a Northwest guy, and and every time you talk about my teams, the Mariners, you bring up the Sonics all the time, even though they haven't been here for a long time. You're talking about my so- Seahawks, and like it just. I can tell you're 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 one of us, Neil. That's all, and I just it's so appreciated. I'm just such a fan watching you for so many years. My buddy, my buddy Bo and I are big fans. We we love watching you and Bel- Barry Melrose talk hockey back in the day. Um, I mean, just just all the all the classic things on Sports Center, man. We're just I'm just huge fans around here, and I'm just kind of interested in sort of. Your story, because you were a, an administrator at a university for a long time, and then you sort of you auditioned for ESPN, but they didn't want you. Then they called you back. I mean, how did how did everything happen for you? Well, you're my new agent. Okay, let's just say <laughs> that right. Good, I'll take it. <laughs> I need help. Um, you know, listen, I, I'm just very blessed. You know, uh, you know, they're they're. I always tell the young people, you know, that you know, you're you're, you're hopefully you're born with something you do well. And so now, now you identify that what that was. And for me, I always felt when I was young and in high school, I wrote for the school newspaper. I always felt like I was a pretty good writer. So now you now you try and you try and um, up your craft, you know, by you know you go to college and you and you write more and all this and you read a lot and, and that kind of thing. And then the third, you got to network to you know to to kind of to get your name going on. And then the, the other thing is you got to have some luck. And I listen. I just got lucky. I mean, there's, I never, I never dreamt about be, being on ESPN, being on Sports Center. You know, I I was a sports information director at a at a college in Hawaii. Uh, we were an NAI school, uh, and then we went NCAA, and they promoted me to compliance officer. Okay, well, that's the worst job in the world. 
So, so about, you know, a year or two into that, I'm, and in the meantime, I did the television on the side just because I needed money to buy Primo, brah. And, uh, uh, and so <laughs> I just said, you know what, I got to get into the TV full time and get out of the athletic administration because this compliance job is, is crap. And, um, and one of the kids who, hap- who had played ball for us at Hawaii Pacific, he was back East one time. He was an East coast kid and he ran across an agent and uh, he said, Hey, you should check out my boy, Neil in Hawaii. He's not on often, but he's funny. And so this guy called me up and he says, you know, I want to represent you. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'm in Hawaii. I'm fine. Cause I'm not moving to Austin, Texas. I'm not, not moving to Los Angeles. I'm not moving to Seattle, Portland. I'm not moving to, I'm not leaving Hawaii to go work in TV. I'm already on TV in Hawaii. So what's going to be better than that? <laughs> Nothing. Then at, at the end of the conversation, and I don't know what it was, but this is what I tell the young people when they ask about this is, you know, you determine your gold ring. You determine where 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 it is and you determine how high you want to reach for. And I was cruising in Hawaii and I was reaching about right here. I wasn't doing any heavy lifting. I'm like, I got this nailed in mm-hmm. Hawaii. For whatever reason, and maybe it was my mom from up above in the skybox looking down and saying, Neil Everett, you got you, you you can do bigger things. She always called me Neil Everett when I was in trouble. And I remember at the end of that conversation, fellas and Katie, I uh I I, I reached way up here, damn near separated my shoulder. And I said, I'll tell you what, you get me an interview at ESPN and we'll talk. Mm. And I kind of thought that would be the end of the conversation. The guy said, send me a tape. So I sent him a tape. He you called me. What tape you sent him? What's that? Do you remember what tape? You oh, it's just so full of my Hawaii stuff, yeah. you know. Just so you know, but it, it, you know, it was whatever I'd done locally. You know, I was just like your weekend guy in Seattle, only a much smaller market in in Honolulu. But you know, we you know we got. I was I I, I grinded. I worked it hard, so I, I had some good stories on there and. And he called me back and he says, uh, you got an interview at ESPN. I said, well, then I guess you're my agent. Now, I went I went back to ESPN um, to your point about, you know, they didn't want me at, at first. Well, they didn't want me. Well, not that, went, not that they didn't want you. I just mean that you no, auditioned. No, they didn't and, want me. Oh, okay. You, all right. Fine. Yeah, back. they didn't want you. <laughs> I went back and auditioned and I was horrible. I, I was awful because I, I didn't do my homework, which is another lesson for the young people out there who, you know, like you can't, like, I just thought it'd be like Lofa showing up at Seahawks camp going, yo, I'm the big deal out of SC and boom, all of a sudden you get punched in the mouth and you're like, yeah, you're not a big deal here, bro. Right. You know? And, and I went back to ESPN thinking I'm the cool groovy dude from Hawaii. I got this nailed. Well, they had me, they had me do an audition. I kicked so many names. I mean, because, because in Hawaii, the local cast, we did high school, local high school sports to the point about which I mentioned about Herbert, we, we covered guys who had Hawaii ties. So at that time it was like Benny Ogbayani played for the Mets later it'd be Victorino playing for the uh, Phillies and Reds. Sure. How about Colton Wong coming to the Mariners? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's a Hawaii connection yes. right there. Here, here. So I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Mariners anyway, but now it's got some more news. So anyhow, I go back to ESPN and I, and I totally screwed it up. I'm, I, I remember I got Juan Encarnacion on a, uh, on a highlight and I'm like, uh, Juan Encarnacion, you know, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh no. I just like, and I, and I knew when I left, I knew I'd blown it yeah. and I knew I only had myself to blame because I didn't do my homework. 
So I went back to Hawaii and I'm like, hey, you know, listen, win or lose, I'm going back to Hawaii. So that's not a that's not a bad No, not a bad gig. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so it was a year later that the agent called me and he says they want to give you another shot. And I said, oh, wonderful. So now this time I, I you know, I could say hobby Boolin and I, you know, I, you know, Patrick Waugh, not Patrick Roy. Right. You know, what I, mean? Just, I mean, just awful. Stuff. Hockey so is scared. where you got to go practice. There's a lot of consonants over there. Oh, just thinking about Hockey in Hawaii. Just some of the names I just screwed. Yeah. What's funny is I could say the I could say the Polynesian. That's names. What I had those <laughs> nailed. And you know, all that. I, I had that nailed, but all these other names I couldn't get. So I went back this time. I did it. And I nailed it. I yeah. thought, I thought, well, they're going to hire me before I leave this building. Okay. I got back to Hawaii and it, I crickets. I hear nothing. So now, now I can't even watch Sports Center because anytime I'm looking at Sports Center and I'm seeing whoever it is, I, it looks to me like I'm looking at an old girlfriend making out with somebody else. And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm watching Fred Hickman, God bless Fred, and Nick Charles on CNN. Oh. I don't know if it's old enough to remember what are those the, the sports machine. You fire up the sports yeah, machine? I, I, yeah, anything, but I couldn't even watch ESPN right. anymore because that, wow. was, that was the one that got away. Yeah. And it was a whole nother year. And then the agent called me and says, they want to hire you. Wow. Can you be here in two weeks? And I said, excellent news. I'll be there in two months because we are raging on our way out of the 808. And that's... <laughs> And that was that was 23 years ago, and here I am. So wow! Yeah. Oh, that's well, amazing. You, know, you said extremely lucky, but the the harder you work, the lucky you get. You yeah, so, that's true. I mean, it was it's been amazing watching you do what you do, Neil. You know, well, you know what connection we have, and I don't know if you know this, Lofa, but I, I too. It, go, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say this, maybe. Yeah, but go ahead. I am. I too am in the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame. There we go. I was I was inducted as a as a honoree uh, as a contributor. Contributor after right, yeah. uh, uh, the first one was uh, Coach Tommy, <laughs> Dick Tommy, and, yep. and then Coach Jones, June Jones, June Jones, yeah. And I was the third one. Awesome. And I am and I am on the committee that selected you. And I don't know if you know, but that little minute long piece that they that's Short the highlights. I wrote that, and that's my voice doing that. It was beautiful, man. Thank you. No, I, yeah. And I was able to do it for your father, too. I've done every one of them. In what fact, I was... this morning, I got a, uh, a text or an email from uh, Phil uh, in Vegas saying, hey, Neil, can you write the uh, can you write it up for the three the three guys who made it this year? So I'm like, I got to get on that because I think the uh, ceremony is the third week of January. Well, this yeah. is this is really full circle for me because I when when Katie and I started the Seahawks podcast way, way back in the day, and I didn't even have a co-host, one time Katie said, who's your dream co-host? I said, Lofa Tatupu. And we jumped on YouTube and we watched that video with Neil yeah. voicing Lofa's highlights. And that was like the first Katie introduction to Lofa and everything. And so, yeah. and now here you guys are together on the show. So. Full circle well, for and, us and, around and the other the other connection is the guy who helps us, my wife and I, with our finances is a friend of Lofa's, and that's how I got here to begin with, Jeff Floor. <laughs> Jeff Floor, shout and, out to Jeff Floor for making it happen. And that that's Case, or that's Katie doing her homework too. Look at that, she yeah. got to your guys' <laughs> financial guy. Yeah, it's all, it all comes down to the homework. That's right. Yeah, that that's is. right. That's right, man. Well, I let me let me ask you about one of your your calls on Sports Center though, because like I said, my buddy Bo and I were just we watch Sports Center together all the time. He's always over watching football, and it always used to bleed over and everything. And but the the bartender 
and then you say whatever it is. Uh, that We love that. We fall out of our chair every time. Back when Ichiro was playing for the Mariners, you'd say bartender, like sake or something for Ichiro, or you go to the hockey highlights, bartender, something on ice, you know? We did, We love that. Where did that come from? What's the story there? You know, it just ca- ca- comes from my waterlogged brain. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, it, the first one was bartender Jack. Oh, sure. And, uh, and so that was it. And uh, I just thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe I'll get some Jack Daniels out of it. You know, they sent me a foam finger once. That's oh, it? Not, <laughs> not a case? Exactly. I thought about giving them a finger. Oh, you, you know? see, no, n- next time you go go bartender, heritage distilling, and then you know a couple guys that'll hook you up. Yeah. Sure that case gets uh, out. Yeah, you know what? One time one time I said I did a Jose, I did Jose for Jose Bautista. Next thing I knew, I had I had a big old box of Jose tequila. When Mark Teixeira was playing, I said bartender maker's mark. And maker's mark, this is sitting on my desk. I don't know if you can see it at home, but oh, they sent me this, whoa. and it's my picture. It's my face engraved on the bottle. So I can't, cool. ever open, I can't ever open that. I've had it for years. It sits right here. Nice. Uh, but it, listen, it was it's something fun. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's all there is to it. Well, so. that's the thing. I think that's why the fans it's love you so much. Too, okay? We we can tell you're having fun on there. Like I said, with you and Barry Melrose, I mean, you guys, like, that, that seems like you guys have a lot of fun together. Oh, I love Barry Melrose. Yeah. I, I carry his luggage anywhere. So I'm not... <laughs> uh, and listen, I... I couldn't if I if you put a pair of skates on me, I'd break both ankles. So I'm you know, I, I'm not a hockey expert, but I love I never wanted to go here it goes to the homework again. I never want to embarrass myself with Barry Melrose talking about pucks. Mm-hmm. So I always really study that because that doesn't come naturally to me. The the dad who raised me was a basketball coach. I can do I can do basketball highlights with a maker's mark, no problem. I can do football highlights. I can do baseball, but but hockey, I don't know the sport that well to this day. Even even though I've been doing doing the highlights for twenty years, uh, but I don't want to embarrass myself, Barry. And I don't you don't want to embarrass yourself out there at all on anything. So mm-hmm. that's why you know preparation. You know it, it's the same. For, you know, same for you guys, same for the job you're doing right now, same for the job Lofa did. You know, he's studying film before a game so he knows what tendencies, knows a running back sure. takes a step right, they're going to run this, go, come in the other way. It's like, hey, when I get out there, you know, you, uh, big stage, it's a it's a big stage, you don't want to, you don't want to screw it up. So I, I think I probably learned my lesson from that first audition, but I did screw it up. That's right. Lofa, you got anything for Neil before we go to our list of random questions and then get out of here? Now let's get the uh, right, the questions let's going. Do it. Yeah, let's... I got a question for Lofa real quick. Yeah, yeah. How does how does Caleb Williams project at the next level, and why didn't Matt Leiner project? I think he is going to be a stud, Caleb. I just the things I'm seeing from him, uh, the game moves so slowly for him. You know, I feel like kind of just in the same. You know, it's high praise, but in the same way that Mahomes just he can scan the field, he feels pressure, he's always looking downfield. I think he's going to be, you know, amazing. And, um, and Matt, you know, injuries happen, man. And um, I never beat Matt. Can you believe that? I picked him off, but he's, I think he's two or three and O against the, the Seahawks as the quarterback of the Cardinals. And uh, he always makes sure to let me know that, but (laughs) you know, he, I think you heard his collarbone. And in that season, they were, they started out, I think three and one or, or, or three and two. And then when he got hurt, 
they go to the Super Bowl with Kurt. And so yeah. mm-hmm. it's just, and then it kind of becomes like one of these instances where like, like Gino, you know, um, like okay, had Matt but, gotten picked by a different team to start his career, oh, things might, he might have had Carson Palmer's career as well. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I completely believe that. I mean, because yeah. he's one of the best I've ever, you know, been around yeah. um, just oh, the, the way he's the way he studied the game, but like, you know, just, because a lot of kids, they they worry about, you know, oh, I got to throw the ball 90 miles an hour. He threw with some of the be- most precision and touch that I mean, anticipating and throwing guys open when they were blanket coverage. And um, it was just fun to watch, you know, and then compete against in college. Man, it was those practices were, were grueling. <laughs> All right. Just I was curious because Williams is on right Right now, while we're taping this, and I, I wanted to ask you that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Lofa's got the USC Tulane game paused, so we gotta we gotta wrap this. Yeah, thing I'm up. not gonna say anything, yeah. and don't spoil <laughs> it. No. Uh, we we have this list of questions that we usually ask uh, the former Hawks and and athletes and people that we get on the show here, Neil. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tailor it towards you and okay. plow ahead here and really get to know you. The first question on our list uh, from Lofa and I is heads or tails, heads. which. Yeah, heads. Every time? Yeah. Or just today? Every time. <laughs> okay. Uh, you were a two-sport athlete in high school. Here's me doing my homework again. It All says right. on your uh, Wikipedia, a varsity starter in football and basketball at Lewis and Clark High School. What was your jersey number, and was there always a, the same one, and if so, why? Uh, my jersey number for football was 65. I was an offensive guard and a nose guard. And I was all city. All city. Both positions. One paper had me all city as a guard. The other paper had me all city as a nose guard. I had a lot of anger issues back then. So, uh, <laughs> and I was I was a buck fifty, you know, soaking wet. Wow. So, uh, again, that's homework. See, yeah. I was the guy on the offensive line who called all the all the blocking, and then deep defensively, I did my homework to know where I should line up on based yeah. on how kind of they were lined up. Uh, Basketball, you know, basketball, I, I did, I started sometimes. Basketball, I was a lot better basketball player when I was young. When I got into the football, I kind of let the basketball go. I didn't put the, I didn't put the work in mm. to basketball that I had as a youngster. And if I had something to do over again, I would have paid more. I would have, I would have treated the basketball like I did the football. I, I kind of started partying in high school after the football because I was so proud of myself. And here came basketball season, and that caught up to me because I didn't train properly. So I wish I had a do-over there. I think I was number 12, but I can't remember. Well, let's stick with football then. If you, if In football, if you were asked, uh, if, you were, if you were called upon, would you rather punt or punt return? Punt return. Yeah. That's a Athlete. scary proposition, though. I don't know. Oof. Punt returners? That's, Lofa, have you ever returned a punt? In high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, you got any oh, yeah. highlights out there? Or like, what was your average? Uh, I would just go straight. Okay, like there was no, there was no juking. There was no. I can I, imagine. I was two hundred and ten pounds. Like, yeah. who wants to hit me? Nah. You know, I'm just gonna run straight and try to get, you know, try to get one first down. Try to get ten yards is an amazing average. I don't know what I average, but yeah, I was just catching it going straight. Uh, Neil, I asked these guys when they're on here, what is their go-to halftime snack? Uh, do you have an answer for that, or do you have a snack that you munch on during Sports Center, maybe between commercial breaks or something? Ooh, um, I'm a big almond guy. 
You know, a lot of almonds are supposed to be good for you. Like Greg Almond or? Oh, oh, I see. I see. I thought you meant Almond Brothers. Okay. Uh, Greg Almond, listen, I love the life I live and I live the life I love. There you so, go. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Uh, next question on a scale of one to 10, and these are coming back next year. So we, we need to switch this question at some point, Lofa. But uh, on a scale of one to 10, Neil, how badly do you want to see the Seahawks in their throwback silver helmet uniforms? Oh, I'd be about a 7.5. Oh, that's it? <laughs> He's only been to I one game. I don't. I didn't know there was a wrong answer. <laughs> uh, they were wearing those uniforms when he went to that game. That's right. The uh, next question here: um, We ask former players of Pete Carroll what is their favorite Pete-ism. I'm not sure. Maybe you have a behind-the-scenes story on Pete, or or a fun Pete story you could share with us, or or your favorite Pete-ism. Wherever you want to take. I'll tell it. you my favorite Pete story, and I think this is. I think Lofa was gone already. Maybe not. He brought. He. Uh, in fact, he told the team they're gathered in wherever the meeting room was I, that you guys met after practice, I guess. And he said, I've got a guy from the NCAA compliance department coming in here and he's going to uh, talk to you guys. And it was Bill Withers. And oh, yeah, I was gone for that one. I didn't I didn't know that. It's all it's online. It is tremendous because the guys, the, I guess maybe the guys were oh lean on me, I think was kind of the team song or whatever. Huh. So they, they'd been that that had been, you know, that, that was in their brain. Yeah. And he brought in Bill Withers, who who stopped doing concerts a hundred years ago, passed away a few years ago. And Bill Withers came in and he acted like he was the compliance officer. And then they broke it on him. Hey man, this is the guy who sings who wrote and sings Lean on Me. And then the whole then they had a whole group sing with Bill Withers. Oh, it was wow. And we ran we ran part of it on Sports Center. It was so good. That and is I, cool. I, I remember thinking that is so peak stuff like that. That when coaches pull off stuff like that, that shows that's why they're more successful than other coaches. And I'm sure that Pete did some stuff like that at USC and probably w- with the Hawks as well. Where oh, yeah. where were you during the Beast Quake? The what? The Beast Quake. <laughs> during Marshawn's run. During Marshawn's run against oh. the Saints. <laughs> I thought that was Marshawn in a golf cart. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I can't remember where I was when, when Mark. Hey, listen, anytime Marshawn got handed the ball, it felt like it was a beefy square. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last question we asked the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did I cut you off? I just said no, true. Zoom. Oh, okay. Zoom is messing with me. Um, last question here we asked the guys is what is your favorite play as a Seahawk? I, for, but for you, Neil, I mean, what's your. Would it be. Uh, it's got to be hard for you to pick out your all-time favorite Sports Center moment, but is there a moment where you were sitting there at the desk and maybe some live news happened? Or, I mean, what what sticks out in your mind as sort of your Sports Center moment when you think back on all the years? Well, that, that's a tough one, but I'll tell you uh, what's happened since we moved to LA is we've got to interview like Hollywood guys, mm. and so I remember uh, Mike. I'm watching Dope Sick right now on Hulu. And uh, Michael Keaton stars in that. Yeah. And I remember he came into the studio and we talked for 49 minutes. And this is, this is out. This wasn't live, but I mean, this, they're going to, they're going to break this down and run like maybe four minutes on sports. <laughs> we talked for 49. We ended up running like 11 minutes of it because he was so good. Yeah. And that was one of the first ones we did. 
And so then I really started going after him. And I remember getting Denzel Washington in there. Oh, wow. And I went up, I went up to Denzel and I said, I'm Neil Everett. And he goes, gave that look. He goes, I know who you are, man. I watch, <laughs> I watch you every night. And I may have peed myself. Okay. I was so excited. <laughs> I mean, that's dope. That's cool. I that's thought, amazing. I thought that was so cool. And then one, and then one time I was, uh, it, it was, in fact, it was the last time I, I saw him. His book it was just coming out, uh, uh, Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Mm. And so Kobe was in the green room with some other guys. And I went up to him and I said, Kobe, Neil Everett. And uh, he, lo- he looked over at, he looked over at his boys and he goes, look at him. He thinks he's got to introduce himself to me. And I, and I thought that one was pretty good too. That's so awesome. it's, it, it's, it's kind of cool when the people that you look to and uh, have brought you uh, the entertainment that they that they have when they, when you realize in a small way, you brought them entertainment as well. So I, I, th- I think those, those are the things that stick out. And then the, the favorite one, if I may, was, was years this was in bristol they said hey you're going to interview bill walton and i said no way because bill walton because i rooted for the sonics and i might sure. but my dad lived in portland my real dad and i rooted for the trailblazers yeah. this is when i like i didn't care that they were you know like yeah. you could root for two teams when you're a kid yeah, bill walton's and, bill walton he's a legend so, mid-70s i go down and see my dad in portland well that's when walton was doing his thing for the blazers the long hair the whole deal sure and so now you're going to get an interview bill walton i'm like all right you know and i you know i'd seen enough dead shows i knew i could slip i could slide i could hang with bill walton <laughs> he's gonna go yeah. a bunch of different places yeah yeah and uh so i'm sitting there with bill walton and then uh, and and we're talking this is before we're on camera or after and i said you know, my brother lives in San Diego and he goes, well, next time you come to San Diego, you must call me and come to dinner. And I'm like, no way. So I'm like, all right, that's an invite. Yeah. So it's like a year later and I see Bill and I go, hey, Bill, I'm going to be in San Diego in you know two weeks or whatever. He goes, well, then you must come to dinner. And I go, OK, uh, who can I bring? And he goes, you bring whoever you want. I go, OK, I'm going to bring my I'm going to bring my two brothers and, and my stepdad, a basketball coach. And we went to we went to Bill Walton's house. And we had, he and his wife, Lori, were the greatest host and hostess. Uh, we were there all night. By the end of the night, I'm naked in a hot tub with Bill Walton drinking Bud Lights. <laughs> and and to this day, he remains a friend. I, and and his wife and my wife are friends. And it, and and my stepdad didn't wasn't alive much long after that. And so it was uh, it, it was just. It was a beautiful moment. I got a big, I got a big picture of it at our house in Oregon, and uh, it's my, it, it, it's that's my fondest memory because of the, the lasting friendship that I've had with Bill Wall. Wow, that's incredible. We're getting out of here on that, everybody. Speaking of, uh, could no. talk forever. Go, no. no. good night. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Take Twelve today, everybody. Uh, don't forget our last sponsor. BetOnline.ag, Lofa, they, naming them last in this episode, but they've been here since the beginning. It's our original sponsor. For all your online wagering needs, go to BetOnline.ag, whether it's the, the uh, web browser or the mobile app, and use our promo code. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's right. You get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Neil Everett, it has been an absolute slice of heaven. Thank you so much. We are such big fans and truly appreciate your time, sir. Take the Hawks, give the points. <laughs> Boom. Hands in the middle. Neil, we, we break it down uh, practice style like, like you would in a huddle 
after a, after a practice or you know going into a game or anything like that. And since huh? since as Wikipedia puts it, you are a two sport starting athlete at your high school varsity varsity Letterman. Would you All like to city. break us down uh, for this episode? Uh, Aloha on three, one, two, three. Aloha, boom. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 